Farmers Insurance knows that there's a not-so-subtle difference between the sound of a car hitting your rear bumper and the sound of a clown car hitting your rear bumper. Whoa, 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 whoa! Sorry about that. Here's a balloon animal. Add my information. We call that a three-ring fender bender, and we covered it. At Farmers... They know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. <laughs> Click for more. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Welcome to the Jarjour Brothers Podcast. You are listening to a pre-recorded version of our show, Sans Sports, a daily debate show about sports. And I'm your co-host, Sammy Jarjour. And I'm George Jarjour, and we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sans Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Also, do not forget to tune in to our live Facebook show, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Pacific time. You can tune in at facebook.com slash S-O-N-T live. And I'm glad to be here in Seattle, but stay cool, America. But first, please enjoy our intro music by Jacob West. We know why I know you know we know why you fill in my baseline, fill in my fill in my baseline, you fill in my baseline, you fill in, you fill in my baseline. Good afternoon and welcome into Sant Live. You are watching That Being Said with George and Sammy. Jour Sports Radio Redefined. We have a lot on the plate today on this beautiful Wednesday, and we're going to be talking NFL, we're going to be talking college football, and some NBA, so you got a little bit of everything, and uh, we're going to talk about the college football playoff, LeBron James being ejected, and stay tuned, because last but not least, we'll be talking and going through our three quarters of the NFL season awards, like Rookie of the Year, MVP, etc., etc., and I'll give you a word from our sponsors after we finish our introductions. And I am your co-host, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur. And we're coming at you live and direct from the Sun Life Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon, whether it be on Facebook.com slash Live, our personal periscopes, I'm G. Georgeur, he's Georgeur Sammy, or on YouTube.com slash Sports. I love it. And um, so today is going to be brought to us, brought from us to you guys by Freshly. If you're busy, not a lot of time to eat healthy or cooking isn't for you, but you want to stay healthy and stay fit, you can always go to Freshly. They, they make eating healthy easy. It's always fresh, never frozen in a fridge full of meals for the week. So it's really simple. You can just go to Freshly.com. That's F-R-E-S-H-L-Y.com and enter our exclusive promo code SONT, S-O-N-T, at the checkout, and you'll get $40 off your first two orders, and that's free shipping on every single order. Six meals cooked by Freshly Chefs for just 39 bucks, and this is their best offer ever. So it's only valid for a limited time. We'll let you guys know again in the middle of the show, at the end of the show, to check that out. Go to Freshly.com and enter promo code SONT, and you will get the best deal ever by Freshly. Yeah, and you know the cool thing about Freshly is the other meal services – they make you prep your meals like I'm not gonna name any competitors and you know just in case they come and sponsor one day But they you know you have to cut them you got to prep them you got to chop the food you got to cook the food Freshly forget all that no more shopping no more chopping and no more cooking Just stick it in heat it up for three minutes and you're good to go and eat fresh Always eat fresh. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So Sammy, I guess we'll start off with the college football playoffs today 
Um, as we all know, yesterday during our show, the College Football Committee um, went ahead and announced the four top teams. One thing I took away from it, they have Clemson 1, Auburn 2, Oklahoma 3, and Wisconsin 4, followed by Bama, Georgia, Miami, and Ohio State. I think the committee is essentially telling us that Ohio State's out. I think they would have had Ohio State at 6 and had a chance to jump up to 4 if they thought they could still be in. But having them all the way at 8, I think a two-loss conference champion I don't think they're going to put them in. I think it essentially says to Alabama, if Alabama, if Ohio State beats Wisconsin, Alabama's in. If Wisconsin wins, it all holds and Wisconsin gets in. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious when you look at the, the rankings that the only team of two losses that has a chance is uh, Auburn. Right. And they have a great chance, actually, if they win, they're in. They're not going to drop from beating after beating uh if they beat Georgia, they're not going to drop. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I think anybody it, – it, seven and up are the only teams that have a chance. And I, and I think the committee made this pretty obvious. Right. You have Miami at, at seven at 10 and one. Yeah. Georgia at 11 and one at six, who's playing. So, I mean, they made this really obvious, actually. One is Clemson mm-hmm. and seven is Miami. Winner of that's going to be in the top four. Right. You have, um, you have Georgia at six, Auburn at two. Winner of that is in. Is, is in. Wisconsin's at four, but Ohio State's all the way down at eight. If Ohio State's win that, they're not jumping any of those other teams that have one loss and, ahead of them. Unless. Unless Oklahoma loses. Uh, yep. And. And they and Ohio State wins. And, like, they have to jump a bunch of teams is basically what we're saying. You'd have here. to have an Ohio State win. You'd have to have. an Oklahoma. Oklahoma lose. And then it might be Ohio State, Bama, Auburn, and Clemson. Or, it could or, still, or Georgia or Miami. Right. So the, essentially they need two things to happen. They need Oklahoma to lose for Ohio State to get in. But then you'd still have a hard time putting in Ohio State. I mean, with a two-loss Ohio State that lost to Oklahoma, that's also two losses. And they lost at the devalues their loss, you're saying. And then you have, let's say, Miami beats Clemson or Clemson beats Miami. Yeah. And that's the next team up. But it's like, oh, if if Clemson loses to a team that's only have one loss, also that's a better loss than Ohio State's two losses right, right now, right? So I know what you're saying. There, yeah. that's why I think there's virtually like a probably five percent chance that they exactly. Make it. It's going to be virtually impossible. I'm with you on there. Yeah, and it goes to show a couple things, Sammy. What do you do if you're a major conference? Like, oh, people are like, oh, Wisconsin, no strength of schedule. Wisconsin's in if they win out. Like it almost devalues you going out on the road and playing tough teams or scheduling tough non-conference opponents. I mean, you can also look at Aub- say, well, look at Auburn. They went and lost to Clemson. It looks like the committee is not really devaluing that loss because they played Clemson tough. But when it, I mean, it's easier just to go undefeated against Cupcake schedule. Like which one? What? Like disagree. That's because that's now it's not devaluing it. I mean, Wisconsin now, mm-hmm. even after a twelve and zero year has to win their conference championship to even make the playoffs. That's actually valuing the cupcake schedule because you look at teams like with the tough schedules, like Clemson, Mm -hmm. they have a loss and they're still number one. Auburn has two losses and still at number two. Oklahoma has one loss. They're still at number three, all ahead of Wisconsin. So the committee is actually just telling you if Wisconsin finds a way 
to to beat Ohio State after this cupcake schedule, then they'll be in because that's yeah. why they're still at four. Okay, and I see what you're saying. If they don't. Like your one loss, even to number eight in the nation, Ohio State, yeah. you're not making the playoffs. Yeah, and then you have a two loss, and you'll have every single team in the playoffs with a loss, and you being that team that went undefeated through the year and lost one game to the eighth team in the mm-hmm. nation, you won't make the playoffs. Even though that's the same situation for Alabama and Oklahoma, and Auburn has two losses, and Clemson didn't even lose to a ranked team, and Wisconsin will get that drop so far. Just because of the cupcake schedule, exactly. I guess the only way your reason is validated is if like, my, oh, it's not my reason. I'm just saying like you're saying. Well, you're saying your reason of like it. They could. I'm saying what's a, it. I'm saying what's a better. If you're the AD of a school, what's a clearer path to the to get to the college football playoff? Schedule good games. Schedule good games. You think? Okay. I mean, fair. I'm not sure what the right answer is because Wisconsin didn't, and they still have a chance. Yeah, to but if they weekend. beat, first of all. First of all, that's partially to do with the way their conference schedule worked out. Because right. you're in the big, that's you're in the true. Big Ten. Usually, you're going to end up playing a couple of good games, and they have played actually a couple of good games. I think people are a little bit over exaggerating how bad their schedule was. Who, who have they beat? I mean, they beat Michigan, who's not great, but well, not they're bad. O- they're only tough games they've played. They're tough games. Michigan's a tough game. I, I agree. In they're, Iowa, who's twentieth in the they're nation. both at home. They didn't have to go. Anywhere I understand tough. that, but I, my point is that's a part of. Right. They avoided Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State. I mean, that's and even in their own side, like that. Their own side is not a very good. The West of the Big Ten is not that good, so they avoided all the top teams, right? right. Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State. Um, but now they're going to be facing Ohio State. So I mean, at the end of the day, if they beat Ohio State and they beat Iowa and they beat Michigan, and you ended up not having a fluke of a game throughout the year. You deserve to be in. Here's my thing. It, just the fact of going undefeated also is is a lot harder sometimes than we you give, know, credit, give for. credit. You look at University of Washington. Me and you before the year, and obviously you're you know you're an alumni of University of Washington. So I'm a so little biased sometimes. Yes, but nice we were saying they're going undefeated for sure. It, you look at their two losses. Shouldn't have lost Arizona, but you know Arizona State. Sorry, mm-hmm. and, and shouldn't have lost to Stanford. And they might. Okay, Stanford's a little tougher. Stanford's now a top. 20 team in the they're, nation. Yeah, 12th and UW's 13. Yeah, so they're 12th team in the nation. Not a bad loss actually no, no. on the road. But you look at like the loss to Arizona State. That wasn't because Arizona State's better. Arizona State's coach just got fired. UW's obviously a better right. football team. But the difficulty of going every single week on the road places, I mean, I know that um, these teams aren't that great, right? But for Wisconsin, to continue an undefeated season and going to BYU and winning, I know they have a bad year, but go to BYU. You go to Nebraska. You go to Illinois. You go to Indiana. You go to Michigan. I mean, or sorry, Minnesota. Um, At some point, even when you have an undefeated season, even if you're better than all these teams, it's hard to stay undefeated. You see, Clemson lost to Syracuse. Not a good football team. Miami just lost to Pitt in Pitt. Not a good football team. I think the committee looks at that loss by Clemson, and that's why they still have my number one. They're like, well, your quarterback got injured. Halfway through the game. Yes. If you're really the number one team in the nation, though, I don't. I believe if Jalen Hurts got hurt, hurt against Syracuse, mm-hmm. that sounded weird because his name's Hurt. If Jalen Hurt got Jalen Hurt, if he got injured, Hurts. God, if Jalen Hurts got injured against, let's say a Syracuse, I would expect Alabama still to to beat them. Yeah, but they're not reliant on. But neither is Clemson. No, you're yeah, right. But, so, but here's at the beginning of the season, Sam. I, I kind of want to go back and see. Do you remember who you picked in your? 
for your college football playoffs. Let's just see how close we were. I was absolutely off so far. Like, if it all holds, I only got one of the four teams. Who did I pick for my college football playoffs? Yeah. Did we, did we mark this anywhere? No, but I remember very specifically. I know I had University of Washington. I had University of Washington. And I'm as pretty well. sure I had Ohio State. I had Ohio State and Alabama, and I had Wisconsin fourth. I, so I got the Wisconsin in there. I'm almost 100% sure I had Ohio State, Alabama, and UW. Yeah, I, so those, those three would be wrong. I remember when we were looking at our four, we had the, those first three exactly the same. And I forget who we had as the fourth one. But I might, we might have had all the same. Maybe, because we looked at Wisconsin's schedule sitting together. We're like, oh boy. Yeah, we both put Wisconsin. I'm pretty sure we didn't have the exact same four. Maybe we did. It was just a different order. I have a feeling you had Auburn. Maybe that was a couple weeks in when you lost That was a couple weeks in. And then you lost to Clemson, and I crossed them off my board. Well, we could get two of them correct here. Um, Yeah, we could. You know, Alabama. So, okay, let's get past Wisconsin's schedule. Wisconsin's schedule is Wisconsin's schedule. They they took care of business They took care of business. That's my whole point with Wisconsin. As much as I think it's kind of stupid, they took care of business. They did. They really did. So... Well, it's hard to complain any any further than that. They took care of business. Mm-hmm. My here's my now my prediction. I, I said this on my show earlier, but I do have a little prediction for this. All season. right, I'm ready to hear. My it. prediction is that this is going to be the final playoffs. It's going to be Clemson at one. Okay. I think it's going to be um, Oklahoma at two. Auburn at three, Alabama at four. Mm-hmm. The reason that's going to come out, and I think you're going to agree with me, is that Ohio State is going to run Wisconsin off the field in the Big Ten Championship, and Wisconsin is not going to slide in because... I agree. I mean, not Wisconsin or Ohio State will slide in because Alabama's one loss. If it's coming to the number two team in the nation, it's a better they're going to put Alabama at four. So we're going to see a rematch of the national championship game, Alabama versus Clemson. Alabama will beat Clemson, and I think okay. Auburn will beat... Oklahoma, because Auburn, as long as Auburn and Georgia is a closer game than people probably think, because they went out and beat Georgia already, which makes it even harder to win again. This is my question for you before you continue. Yeah. If would it hurt Alabama at all sliding into that fourth spot if Ohio State blows out Wisconsin? I don't know the answer to this, by the way. If Ohio State blows out Wisconsin and Georgia somehow blows out Auburn. Um, maybe that one loss doesn't look, maybe maybe they, maybe doesn't look as good. I, I'm one. If I they wonder. blow out Auburn, Georgia blows out Auburn. Yeah, and and Ohio State just dismantles Wisconsin. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, I don't know either. I would think, but not. both those things probably won't happen. Right, I agree there too. The likelihood of both of them happening, actually, likelihood is that I think the Auburn game and Georgia game is a toss up. Mm-hmm. And it's going to come down to closer than people think. Me I know too. everyone says Auburn's hot, Auburn's hot. Yeah, but they've already beat Georgia this year, and it's really hard to go in and beat a top ten team twice. That's in one why. Season. That's why if I was Oklahoma, I wouldn't pencil myself into the playoffs yet. Because TCU also. Because TCU also. And TCU would love nothing more than to take Baker Mayfield's last game of his career <laughs> and make it get him out of the playoffs. Exactly. To be honest, it really, you don't know what's going to happen this week, and that's why I say. There also is a chance. Mm-hmm. Hear me out on this. There's a chance yeah. that uh, I think the playoffs could be a lot different than we see it today. I agree. Where it's like Miami, a Alabama, Ohio State, and some other team. <laughs> it's where like, it's like, like, like we had no idea in Georgia. Like Georgia, like Alabama, Miami, Miami, and 
Ohio State. Four te- There's a chance that four teams we see today are not there next week. All four. Yes, and I don't. Yeah, think, there is a chance. I was, I was just trying to remember. Like, I'm I don't putting, think there's been a season where there's that been that chance. No, where it's no. like usually it's like okay, if Alabama lost the number three team in the nation in the championship game, they'll probably slide to three or four no, this is and move in. This is legitimately TCU beats Oklahoma. TCU's still not in. Oklahoma's not in. Miami beats but Clemson. TCU, no, but, but TCU will have a chance to get in. They'll if they beat Oklahoma and Wisconsin loses, and like if a thousand. But then Ohio happen. State will probably be in. I feel like yeah, and then Ohio Alabama Ohio. will still slide in. TCU is. Three losses now, Three right? Three losses. TCU's down there, though. I don't think they're going to... They jump Ohio State by beating Oklahoma, right? TCU's at 11th. I don't think they jump yeah, anybody. Yeah, I know. I don't think if they, they would. That, that means USC would end up getting in. If, or, pe- like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think Because the committee's happen. telling you at 11 that even if they beat Oklahoma, yeah. they'd, rather, they'd rather put in USC beating a number 12 Stanford. They'd rather put in Ohio State... Uh, they, or they'd rather even put in a Penn State. Like you said last you know year, when, when, you don't have to win your conference. Do you know when the committee uh, announces it? Is it on Sunday morning? Is it a different day now? I don't know. I'm Final just one- college football playoff show. Because it's on Tuesdays. You were right about that. But um, I don't know. I'll find okay. it. But. You, you shouldn't wait while I find it. Okay. I won't, I won't wait while you find it. But, yeah, it's going to be a fantastic day of football. Um, I might have to make an executive decision for myself, Sammy, during this Saturday of college football. Uh, I'll talk to you about it more off the air, but I might not even play in our alumni game anymore Why? Since, because all the games are doing it. Oh, yeah. This so. is not something to talk about on air. I know. No, Nobody no, cares about our alumni game. I, I just <laughs> wanted to give, give everyone a, you know, they, we should live stream that and they can come watch us play. Ask Thomas Bright if he cares about your alumni. No, he's not going. Yes, he doesn't care. No, he does not care at all. Um, but no, it's it's going to be a great day of college football. And you you're finishing your prediction, so you have. Uh, Tom uh, says he does. He does care about. He it. does care. That's but great. We know he doesn't. We I know he does not. Um, you have Oklahoma and Alabama in the finals, right? You said. Yeah, I have Alabama at four, Oklahoma at three, uh, Auburn at two. And Clemson at one. Okay. But I'm just saying, I'm rooting for all of them not to make it, except for, well, except for Alabama. I'm rooting for everybody that's in it right now not to make it because, shockingly, there actually is a chance that that happens. And I'm telling you, we could literally see four different teams in this week. You could see Miami. You could see Ohio State, Alabama, um, USC, uh, Georgia. You could see four different teams. You really... Also, people are sleeping on the fact that USC can make it. If a lot yes, of these losses could. happen, the committee might if put USC over Ohio State. Or if there's like a loss by Ohio State and a loss by – or if a loss by Wisconsin and a loss by uh, Oklahoma, yeah. Ohio State beating number 12 Stanford. The committee – that's the only West Coast team yeah. and, they would like and to see And if there. Georgia blows out Auburn. Yeah, but then Georgia would probably be in. Yeah, they'd be in. So you don't need a. I don't think you need an Auburn loss. Wisconsin, Oklahoma, that's two teams out. Okay, and, but who's they're gonna slide all the way up that far over? Never know. You never know. You're right. You never. Like know. you said last year, I thought Penn State was for sure over UW, for example. Right? Yeah. They won. And you were talking about, you know, you don't have to win your conference and all this stuff. So I there's there's a lot of twists and folds that we haven't seen 
happened yet in the because it's only been around well for three years now mm-hmm. then i'm excited to find out and see yeah they could fix this pretty easily by going eight teams and giving all major five major conference winners a automatic birth huh see i usually agree with that but now that i think about it is that really fixing it because that's making it something we wouldn't talk about today we'd be like oh they're, they're, we know who's in the playoffs no we don't because we don't know if- okay we'd be like oh i think auburn's gonna win and they'd be in but like this is a little more exciting if you really think about it then literally we wouldn't talk about it today we'd just say who do you think is going to win, USC or Stanford, and make the playoffs? Who do you think is going to win? Really, now we're talking mm-hmm. about scenarios. Scenarios. I think that's why they actually do it. No, and you, it's you Sunday, might... December 3rd. Sunday, December. Oh, this Sunday. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty quick. So, games finish Saturday. Committee's up all night drinking bourbon. Hopefully, they don't make any drunk decisions that they regret. I don't think they're up all night. I think people over exaggerate <laughs> that too. It's not like they're literally dying over this decision. Really, they're probably going to. Really, if Clemson wins, they're like, okay, they're in. Oklahoma won. Okay, they're still in. Auburn won. All right, throw them in. Okay, Wisconsin won. All right. All like, right. what are they going to be dying? Of? They're not going to be up all night. Like, whoo. Okay, we we have. <laughs> it's not like they really worry. Like, okay, who do we put seventh? Yeah, like I think they'll be fine. But yeah, I think so too. But we'll we'll find out what happens exactly. So let's. Um, I guess. That is all. I have nothing much more to say about the college football playoffs. I think it's. I'm really excited for this weekend. I'm really excited to see where all the dominoes fall, and um, that's why I think college football has surpassed NFL in my eyes, at least, in drama. In drama, that's fair. NBA has passed it all, like I predicted three months ago. For some reason, the NBA regular season is just. Exciting for the, it, for the world. It is, but I don't think it's past it yet. It's going to though. I think it's past it, but depends per region. If you look at the world, it's past it. For the, it's oh, in the past world, it. absolutely. But I think it's starting to pass it, and it's. I talk more about basketball now, and people are talking more about basketball than they're talking about the NFL, and that's. There's a lot of reasons to that there, and injuries play a role too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of. I think I read you last night the list of starting. Uh, Quarterbacks in the NFL. And it was, remember the like these quarterbacks. I read it during the show yesterday. These quarterbacks are starting in the NFL. Oh, right? this week, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. pretty. It's they, pretty it was ridiculous. pretty bad. And I think the whole thing with the NBA passing it, the off the court stuff has passed it, but the actual on field, like what you talk about the game, I think you still talk a little more about the NFL game by game, but you talk more about the NBA's drama. What do you mean? Like, oh, is Le- Lonzo Ball's dad is talking a lot, and people are Lonzo. That's did, what makes it better. Lonzo didn't uh, jump to his, help his teammates in a fight, and Enos Cantor was trolling LeBron James on Twitter last night after LeBron James got ejected. Like we talk more about that, but in the NFL, we're like, oh man, that third quarter, that fourth quarter comeback by Tom Brady. And the throw he made into the corner of end zone was fantastic. But then after the game's over, the NFL hasn't done a good job of keeping us interested because there's nothing really – it's like the no fun league. It really is the no fun league. Yeah, I do feel that. By the way, um, Eli Manning has the best quarterback rating in the entire NFL in the red zone this year. Really? Fun fact. Do you think Geno Smith can uh... – can top it? No. You know it's the worst, and it's going to make the top five worst? Let me guess. Top five worst or the worst? Top five worst. The worst is Marcus Mariota? No. Is he in the top five? No. Okay. Jameis Winston. Worst rated. Jameis Winston's actually in the top five. Okay. Worst rated five. 
Jameis Winston, Russell Wilson. No, this all should make sense to you. These are all guys in like the best rated. Where, where, how are you coming up with the best guys? Worst rated, C.J. Beathard, Tom Savage, Deshaun okay. Kaiser, Brett Hundley, and Jacoby Brissett. Okay, see, the thing is, I thought, like, maybe you are like, it was a trick question, so I was trying to, like, because like, you had no, a little No, my, my point was that Eli Manning also doesn't deserve to be part of this bench crew when there's all these quarterbacks starting in this. Okay, here's my whole thing about the bench crew, and the sneeze count now is 4,812 George to three Sammy. Um, welcome to the three to Thank the you. repeat club. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you in here. Um, the thing is, Sam, maybe the Giants aren't as crazy as we think. What's the point of winning football games right now? Shouldn't they bottom out and try to get one of those top three picks? They to still get a will bottom out. Have they not been bottoming him out and getting a top three pick with him at the quarterback? Yeah, but you have a much better chance of losing more games with Geno Smith and Eli Manning. That's not what it's about. That's really not what it's about. You know if you were the owner or the coach right now. If of, I was the owner, yes. If I was the coach, he's about to get fired anyway. You know you wouldn't bench Eli Manning right now. If I was the owner? It yeah, depends on my you relationship guys, with If you were a part of the Giants organization, I feel like you wouldn't make that call. I, I wouldn't. I mean, yeah. I it's a like it's a, they've won two Super Bowls with this guy. Come on. Yeah, but it's a business decision. Let's say, let's say there's no business like, behind this. They're not gonna their pick change might change one pick, and maybe that's none. the difference between Josh maybe Rosen none. and no Josh. Or Rosen. maybe because people haven't seen Geno Smith tape, he has one good game, just like a lot of backups have one good game, and it actually screws you. So I mean, it could, it could, but I'm just saying if that's the reason they did it, is because they're done on the season. And they're done worrying about this season, and they want to bottom out and get a draft pick. Like we have no problem when NBA teams tank, and we're like, oh, they're just trying to get a better draft pick. So if an NFL team's tanking and trying to get a better draft pick, I'm all I'm all good for that. If that is the reason, and I'm not saying it is the reason, but if it was, I'd be okay with it. I'm not okay with it either way. I'm not one of. Those Are you okay if NBA teams tanking? No. Okay, that's fair. Man. I mean, like, I don't like tanking in general. Just go play. You know, I don't get okay, fucking paid to be a loser, right? Well, the players are. I don't like. The, I'm sure the players never tank. It's just about putting them in the worst situation to succeed. I understand that, but my whole thing is also, and then it's not about tanking. Like this is, this is nothing to do with tanking. There's. I'm not one of those people. That, I'm not in the feel bad for Eli like, yeah. like section of the world right now. I'm just on the like. Fuck you, New York Giants section of the world. Because to be honest, first of all, Geno Smith's garbage. First True. and foremost, we True know board. that, and that's so, not. I mean, he's there's been nobody garbage. waiting in the rounds. Like, and there's no there's no Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and there's no. This is not the Bills. We're in a playoff race, and we think Peterman might be the quarterback of the future, which was also a stupid move. But like, you know, your season's already gone. This guy has a 210 game starting streak. He changed his draft fate. To be your quarterback, he per- got himself traded from the Chargers pick. Yeah. To be the quarterback of your team and end up getting two Super Bowls with you guys, mm-hmm. I don't think it was the time to just just end his time with you guys like that and end his streak and and all that. Like, at least do it in a more respectful manner. Don't bench him, and especially Ben McAdoo, out of all people, to bench him like a team that's yeah, just McAdoo, underperformed yeah. and nobody. No, he's, everyone talks about how bad of a coach he is. So if you're that bad of a coach. Why is he getting the decision to pretty much end Eli's career? I mean, let him play five fucking games. What are you going to win one of them and beat three and 13? Let him finish. No, I completely agree. But I'm just, my point was if that is the reason that they are doing it, I can see the justification. I still don't. 
I still don't. You're two and nine, right? Yep. Two and twelve. No, two and ten. I mean, yeah. The Giants. You've already tanked. I mean, you're already not good with him. True. It's not like you're getting better with him. Yeah, but you know, if you think Geno Smith is going to lose games, it actually Geno Smith has a better chance with how bad their offensive line is with his mobility. A better chance to win you games. Maybe. No, not maybe. They's, his mobility. Their biggest problem on this offense is definitely their offensive line. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and so Geno Smith's actually a somewhat mobile quarterback. That okay, if you, you if you think Geno Smith then gives you a better chance to win the game, that's the opposite of tanking, and you should try to play to win the game. I, that, but I'm just saying, I know it doesn't I know matter either way. I get was no, I was not telling you. I said I'm telling you're giving me two different options. You yeah. said one reason and another reason, so I was giving you the reason for both. Yeah. Either way, I'm saying if it's to win more games, if it's to lose more games, either way, it's not the right move. It's not the right move. It's not. It's really not. And I, Plaxo Burris was on TV today saying every mm-hmm. player in the locker room that's texting him is livid and furious about the decision. Uh, they they should be. I yeah. agree. So, I mean, to me, when I start hearing from play, uh, the, like, uh, former players saying other former players and current players on the Giants are texting him saying oh, that yeah. they're livid and furious and think this is a stupid idea, then I, I'm going to be the guy that also – is on this team side I of the do. team. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I mean, you saw what I said yesterday on this show. I said, like, they should be ashamed of, the, of themselves at the New York Giants organization and Ben McAdoo. That's my feeling on it. But I, li- I like to pose the opposite side of a question and just see if, you know, gauge what it is. But if you ask me, you don't bench the guy. Like you said, you said exactly that. He won two Super Bowls. He changed his draft uh, placement to go and play for you. He's started 210 games. He's started behind this shitty offensive line. He's been a leader when other players have been very outspoken and very distracting. He's been a real. He's been the most model citizen you can have as a quarterback. He's part of the first family of football, the Mannings. To do that to him is it's absolutely disrespectful and not good. But actually, that's one big reason behind it too. Also. Not the Manning part, but the first part he said. He's dealt with a lot of distracting receivers, Absolutely. like Plaxo Burris, who shot himself in a leg. And Tiki Barber, who just talked out loud all the time. Odell Beckham, who yep. puts them in the damn media every single week, and he takes it with class every single week. And you know what? How many teams wish they had a quarterback that, first of all, can get them two Super Bowls mm-hmm. and be available for 210 straight games? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is not a – I'm no. not trying to make a pity – Oh, Eli Manning deserves to be a starting quarterback. Maybe not. Maybe he's not good anymore, right? Yeah. But there's five games off this season. You guys are two and ten, I think, or two and nine, mm-hmm. or f- whatever it is, two and nine, I think. Ten, five, two and nine, five games off this season. And his career is gonna, his career or his giant career is gonna end after mm-hmm. this year. Just let him finish the next couple games. If they had a Patrick Mahomes or a, you know, a good rookie quarterback, somebody that third they, round, they have a third round pick. Webb, which okay. Is, I don't, Webb, think, I don't believe no, no. they think that's he's not the even the re, that's not even a good excuse because he's not even starting next week. That's Gino a good Smith. point. That's They're a good saying point. we're going to test them both, and they go start Geno Smith. So this is not about the future. This is about tanking, like you said, probably right. Yeah. Or pissing off the team, which maybe that's part of the tanking. Like let's piss everybody off if that's what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they know how bad Geno is, and they're like, let's just do it and tank. Um, it, like you don't need a new look at the quarterback position with this team. You don't need it. There's no point in doing it. And it's just 
Like you're bench, you're putting in Geno Smith. So that's where if it was like a Patrick Mahomes, or if they went with Webb and said, "Man, he looks freaking great in practice. We think he's the future." I might understand more, but the fact that they're starting off with Geno Smith. It shows that this is not about the future. This is just about ending Eli's career now instead of letting it just end in in five weeks and yeah. let him finish out his streak and let him finish – at least let him finish out his giant career positively, not negatively. I, I mean, you, you know how I feel. I, I feel exactly the same. Uh, this is not a good look for the New York Giants organization. I feel. I agree. Devin Mark tweeted a, uh, a King's Crown, LeBron James. We're going to talk about him here in a moment. Uh, Thomas said he did care about your alumni game, and Braden said you. I'll watch. Huh? They call them they call them the Bucket Bros. The, bu- the Bucket Bros. Well, it yeah. looks like George might be out of the alumni game. And I, I, might, might, I might have to. If be. George is out. I'm probably going to end up being out as well. So we'll see what happens. We'll there. see what happens. Um, Devin said, "Nice cut, George. Thank you, Devin. Show him the cut. Show him the cut. Okay, how do I show him? Well, that's how you're showing him. They see like, it because like, you look like this that, way. Yeah. Um, Thomas said, ha ha. I don't know what that was regarding. Um, Brandon said, don't mind the move to get showcase what they have. Tank for the future. Manning still have the same QB with a worse team. They could start him next year with an improved squad. I mean, that's where also to that point, I feel like he's being the scapegoat to the rest of the team's deficiencies. He's not the main problem no he he's hasn't far, maybe he hasn't been great but, but he's not the problem. they have one of the worst offensive lines yeah. of football the worst running game of football with the seahawks probably and they lost their two best receivers and their defense has extremely underperformed from what they were supposed to be yeah. no no i agree but i'm not saying but he hasn't been great but he's not the problem and william king says boo lol because probably because i just said we're going to talk about lebron in a moment who I told you they're going to win. They won by 30 with him not even playing the fourth quarter. Yeah, they were up like 20-something when he got ejected. Yeah. yeah. And then he went directly to uh, Twitter or to Twitter, Instagram. Instagram and liked Odell Beckham's post. By the way. What else? Just, is, wait. But people made that like a big deal. What is he going to do? Just sit in the locker room and like throw cry. shit? Like he's going to grab it. First thing he's going to do is going to get to his locker. He's like, all right, I'm fucking ejected. All right, here's my cell There's phone one of two things you can do. You could either go straight and like shower, but – your team's still like on the TV in the locker room. We're yeah. probably going to watch. Exactly. So you probably sit, take your phone out, have it on the TV like this. Literally, there's a TV right here. This is probably what he was doing. Oh, cool post. They're like, yeah, I mean, they still, oh. they're like, oh, and he liked the post right after getting ejected. He doesn't care. Like, And yes, like, he doesn't oh, care also. Oh, yeah, of course he doesn't care. It's game, what, 21 of the season? And he's never been ejected and he's before. Never been ejected. He's he just got cool. ejected, and he, he, and he goes to the locker room. Here's my prediction, George. Yeah. LeBron will get ejected more often now. He's gonna be. He was like, oh, next time they're up by twenty, he's gonna be like, that was, that was relaxing. LeBron is way too publicly cautious about his. And game. he loves playing basketball. He loves obviously. to play basketball, so I don't think uh, he will get ejected more. Uh, he will get. I, I. He'll probably get ejected again, but which would be more often, I guess. But I'm not saying he's gonna become Rasheed Wallace. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's be, not what I was saying. That would be pretty cool if uh, LeBron James just decided to go with just a wall and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna be Demarcus Cousins from now on." Yeah, I don't think he would ever do that. He's Maybe not either. gonna do that. Let's be real. Um, before we move on, Philip Rivers had something to say about. Um, um, I heard the Eli Manning move. He said, "I honestly thought it was pathetic. He's been out there 210 straight games with no telling how many bumps and bruises and injuries for his team. He won two Super Bowl MVPs." And with the respect he's had in the locker room over the years, and he's really the respect he's gained throughout the league, 
you feel like the guy has earned this opportunity. If they are, in fact, deciding to go another direction, he's earned the opportunity to finish off these last five weeks at least. And that was the best way to explain everything I was trying to say. So thank you, Philip Rivers. Thank you, Philip Rivers, always being the voice of reason. It seems like this guy, you know, he has, what, nine kids? I'm sure he gives just as good of advice to his nine kids. Phenomenal advice to his children. As he did. Um, Porter. So last night, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers defeated the Miami Heat 108 to 97, but they were up most of the game. Miami outscored them by 15 in the or by 12 in the fourth quarter when everybody was out. Yeah. Kevin Love put up a nice 38 and nine. Um, you made a pretty sound, good game. You made it sound like it was like just a, like an average game. Pretty nice 38 and 90. Pretty. That's really good stats. Yeah, very good stat. He had 38 points, yeah. uh, 10 for 16 shooting, four there for eight go. for three. There you go. Give me a little more energy on uh, 14 stats. for 17. But more importantly, LeBron James. Um, through 20 minutes, 28 minutes, was 10 for 16 as well. Had 21 points, 12 rebounds, and six assists, and five steals. That's pretty good in a block. Oh, five steals. That's pretty good in a block. Um, and then got ejected for the first time in his career. So LeBron went up for a kind of floater layup, got bumped, and charged at the ref with a little like air fist thing and started cursing. And he got the double tech really quick. Which, too quick, too in quick. My opinion. But the ref said he threw a fist in the air, which is threatening, and then used abusive words. He knew the the fist was not towards him. That was yeah. that's just the ref's way of explain. But even if, even if it was, uh, would you say it was threatening? Yeah. Okay, it was threatening, and he swore. That's one tech. It's not two. It's the same action. If I go like this and swear, that's one action, right? I mean. It, he had a quick trigger. Huh? It was a quick trigger. Yes, a little too quick. Yeah, too quick for two attacks. Yeah. Okay, if you want to give him one, just oh, like yeah. shut the fuck up. Like, okay, one's fine. But what I did know, mm-hmm. I was watching when I was uploading our podcast on the show. I put it on the little NBA Reddit stream. And uh, that ref was getting a lot of talk from Hassan Whiteside and LeBron and Kevin Love. Kevin Love had 14 out of 17 he made 14 out of 17 free throws. But the reason Love had 17 free throws is because mm-hmm. he was getting calls. So that ref was getting a lot, even from the heat. He was just getting a lot in his ear that night. So I feel like it was just he was just ready at, um, ready just right away to be like, okay, just get the fuck out of yeah, here. But, and you never really know if they had any prior history. Has he teed up LeBron in the past? Has LeBron said a lot of shit to him in the past? You, don't, you really don't know. True that. So I have a couple things I wanted to tell you, though. Go ahead. So I was going to do my, like, you know, make fun of people, how they say things, right? So I started talking about this on my show, and I said, okay, the ejection, he was rightfully, wrongfully ejected, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, like the ref ejected him, he ejected him, right? You know, uh, real quick about that, that it matters because we get to talk about About it. LeBron's first career ejection. Cool. Right? And it brings me to another topic that involves LeBron and fouls. So it, it honestly just started a conversation. LeBron ejected, sure. If you think he should have been, then he should have been. If you think he shouldn't have been, then he shouldn't have been. I'm not yeah. going to argue with you on this because it's he really ran towards the ref. The ref is probably fed up with something, teed him up, and kicked him out. And, and, and if, if this changes anyone's notion on LeBron James's uh, personality and character, that's your problem. Because he shouldn't have been ejected, probably. But he, the fact that he did was because maybe he just was a little extra angry. Big deal. Because he's, he's human. Yeah. And so th- this brings me to a point. There's a lot of people that always say, LeBron cries so much. That's my voice of, you know, like people bitching. See, mine's more like, LeBron cries so much. Yeah. They cry so much. He does. He gets every single call. There you go. First of all, 
he doesn't get every single call. Secondly, he cries a pretty good amount, but just yeah. like every other NBA player right now, like every other star, like Curry, Durant, Draymond Green, James Harden, Michael Michelle Jordan bitched that refs, Magic Johnson bitched like that every refs. other star. He bitches a pretty decent amount of refs, right? Yeah. So if you want to call him a crybaby, that's fine. But don't be like, LeBron's the biggest crybaby in the league. They're all pretty much crybabies. Even Tim Duncan used to get teed up on the bench. Tim that's Duncan so funny. I said that on my show today. I was like, even Tim Duncan would get ejected all the bench. Yeah, and bitch a lot. Yeah. Pau Gasol, every single time he shoots a shot, is screaming at refs. And every and Pau Gasol's never committed a foul. Ever, right? And no, neither is Andre Iguodala. Yeah. Every single foul. So, like, everyone wants to sit here and be like, LeBron's the biggest cry, baby. LeBron gets every call. You know LeBron leads the NBA and drives to the basket other than, I think, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Yes, yeah, you sent me this stuff right? today. Did I? Yeah. He leads the uh, NBA. Did you today or did I? I don't know. It? You probably saw this. He leads the NBA in the top five in the NBA and drives to the basket, mm-hmm. and he is 20th mm-hmm. in the NBA in free throw attempts. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone say, but he's so big. Like, blah, blah. He's a, like, he's a weapon himself. Okay. If you were LeBron James, George, let me ask you this question, mm-hmm. right? If you were LeBron James and you were 6'8", 275, whatever he is, right? Or if you were Muggsy Bogues and you were 5'5", 110 pounds, mm-hmm. right? If you drove to the hoop more than anybody and felt like whether you're 6'8", or whether you're 5'5", and you were getting hand-checked or pushed, and you saw that you were still 20th in the league in the NBA, would you not also get frustrated? Yes, but I also know one thing about LeBron James when he drives to the basket. I see multiple times where he's driving to the basket and people just get the fuck out the way. Okay. Because they're so scared of him. I get that. But LeBron does not get all the calls as no, much no. as people try to make it that he does. Actually, James Harden gets way more calls than him because James Harden's good at putting his arm in other people. Steph Curry gets way more calls than LeBron James. There's a lot of people, because of LeBron's body size that he doesn't get the calls where if you were pushing Steph Curry the same amount, Steph Curry falls. LeBron just, yes, he flops sometimes, and people make fun of that too, right? You know why he flops, short? I think flopping is an part of the game. The reason he flops because if LeBron doesn't flop, most people are not going to even be able to move LeBron. Mm -hmm. And he needs to get the call sometimes. And sometimes when he doesn't flop, he doesn't get calls. So what does he revert back to? Flopping. Right. And so – I'm tired of this narrative that LeBron's the biggest crybaby in the NBA. He's not. He's just the average crybaby like everybody else is, and that he gets every single call. If he got every single call, LeBron would definitely be more like a James Harden and lead the league in free throw attempts. And he has the ball in his hand more than anybody in the NBA. He plays 40 minutes a game and leads the NBA in minutes per game. I think if he got every single call, we would, we would be able to prove that statistically. So my whole point of this ejection brought me to the theory that People need to stop. The bodyguards acting. back. People need to stop acting like this is not bodyguard. Statistic isn't bodyguarding somebody. You know. I know. I we just call you the bodyguard. But. I am the bodyguard when I'm defending him for something. Actually, I just said he could be kicked out. If I'm defending LeBron for something that's not statistical, you can call me the bodyguard. But when it's something that's just straight statistics, that's just being a statistician. I said Steph Curry is the greatest three point shooter of all time. I fucking hate Steph Curry. That's right. just stats. Yeah, but also the stat is I, I wonder what, how many. What's his free throw percentage on contested drives to the lane? I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm sure there's advanced stats for that. I don't want to say that LeBron James doesn't get any calls. I know you didn't say LeBron James doesn't Nobody get any says call. That. He gets officiated pretty fairly. 
But being a big guy, sometimes they're going to miss calls on him because he's so physically intimidating. And when you challenge him, it seems like defenders just fall off on him because he's so big. How many times do you think LeBron, from when you watch, you watch LeBron and you see how much he drives to the hole and how physical his game is, mm-hmm. and everyone wants to talk about also, he couldn't play in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to my Twitter and look at a retweet I just retweeted of the 90s basketball, Boston Celtics first Lakers championship game, it is pathetic how weak and how trash of basketball it is. There was not even physicality. It, it, there's, it's a tweet. There's like thirty thousand retweets on this because it's actually pretty hilarious. How many times do you think LeBron James probably should go to the line of game? Like for how you, when you see him play, what would you think of reasonable time? He should get six to eight free throw attempts a game. He gets six flat. Okay. Right now, he should definitely first of all get more than six to eight. You think LeBron James? Yeah, James Harden gets to the line twelve times a game. You think LeBron James doesn't get fouled more than three times a game? I think he's well, he gets fouled while shooting probably three or four times a game. He get, well, I know he gets fouled less. He gets fouled three times a game, and I know for a fact if you watch his game, he gets fouled more than three times. Maybe he gets from the eye test. Maybe I don't know. I don't want to. I'm not. I, I'm with you, though. He probably might shoot, should be shooting eight instead of six. He doesn't get the calls he deserves, and I think it's a shame because LeBron is the goat. William said that's the last time we will see that ref. No, the ref, it wasn't like that. That the, I don't think the NBA even cares that LeBron got ejected. LeBron doesn't is even LeBron care. Is LeBron going to hire a hitman and kill him? Yeah, no. The, the ref is fine. The Actually, ref is fine, and I'm sure LeBron... Le, all LeBron said, he didn't even mention in his post game. he didn't even talk bad about the ref. He just said, I feel like I don't get all the calls I deserve for how much I have the ball in my hand. That's all I said. So I don't think, he wasn't even taking a shot at the ejection, I feel like. He knows he charged at the ref, and he knows he wasn't threatening the ref, mm-hmm. but the ref can say whatever he wants and throw him out. Yeah, you know, um, Brandon Boss said Wade is coming on. He blocked Embiid the other night. Wade is coming on. He scored in double figures at home five of his last six games. Good for Dwayne He's Wade. I love Dwayne Wade. Up to like ten or eleven points per game, where he started at like two points per game for the first two weeks. I love Dwayne Wade. Do you know that? Yeah, and I, he's. Dwayne Wade's the type of player, especially right in the last couple of years, he's gotten better as the year's gone on. And with this team especially, every LeBron James team, as much as people wanted to freak out at the beginning of the year, we knew this was going to happen. They're just going to go on an upward trend the rest of the year. There might be another falter when Isaiah Thomas comes back to figure that out. And then guess what's going to happen after a month or two with Isaiah Thomas? They'll probably get better. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas planning a mid-December That's great. Um, comeback. That's actually great. I mean, it's good for the game. Yeah. Um, Devin said, King James, baby, greatest of all time. He said, I love that ref, by the way. He did something that not even Delonte West could do, and that's unleash the beast. <laughs> uh, Delonte West. And then Queen Kira said, Delonte West got blacklisted. Ennis Cantor is next. Ennis Cantor is, uh, is next. He tweeted yesterday. Now, they don't, Cleveland. He's done too much good for the United States with like having problems with Turkey and all that, so he gets a free pass. He talks too much, too, for not being that good. Oh, this fucking Can't Turkish guy. I mean, of course, us Middle Easterns, we talk too much. They do. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Bright said, I've seen George get tossed from a JV basketball game. I did. Well-deserved. Tossed. I ha- I probably led. I didn't even get too technical, Sammy. I got tossed. tossed. Oh, yeah, because you stood up aggressively, right? You got up aggressively, didn't you? When you hit the wall. I remember that. Yeah. I probably led. I got fouled. By I think way. I led Kinko my senior year in technical fouls, but I've never been tossed from a game. That's a, that's a hell of an accomplishment. I saw Thomas... Well, I didn't see it, but Thomas Bright, 
uh, didn't like a call in the strike zone and when he was pitching and uh, faked like he was going to – he pumped faked the baseball. He was going to throw it at the umpire and got thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that in high school? He pumped fake throwing the ball at the ref yeah. or at the umpire? Uh, yeah. That's classic. It is. Oh, God. That's something I would have done. Rex said the dude was straight scared, AT and getting ejected for that. That's fair. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Would Draymond Green last night have been ejected for yes. that? See, I disagree. I think because I think Steph Curry wouldn't. No, I disagree. I disagree. I think Curry and LeBron would. I think Draymond, because people are getting used to that, maybe too. he would only he'd get a tech for sure. Mm-hmm. But would Draymond have been double teed? Probably not. No. And Rex made a good point. It would not have got tossed for that. Who? It would not be tossed. No, he would. Because the ref would be like, "Calm the fuck out." Yeah, I'm, you're not gonna hurt me. But then again, if I was a ref and LeBron charged at me, I'd be fucking scared. Yeah, I know. So I might toss him too. Uh, William said the bodyguard with three explanation points. <laughs> I'm going to sell the t-shirts. One I know the bodyguard. Uh, he said, Chris Paul is the second biggest crybaby. They're all crybabies. Steph Curry is probably a and LeBron baby. and Chris Paul and Draymond Green and Kevin, you know, like Kevin, 90% of them. Kevin Durant does a good job of not crying too much. Oh my God. He's the biggest follow the leader. Cry baby in the history. Every time Draymond complains, he'll be like ten feet behind. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's what I mean. He's like, he's like a. He cries for everybody else. He gets ejected. Like Curry got ejected out like against Memphis earlier in the year, and he's like, "Ooh, my turn." Like, I want to be cool. Kevin Durant's literally the biggest follow the leader in everything, and it's ridiculous. Um, Queen Kara said, "Can we talk about the youngsters?" Sheesh. Said, "How many years will it take for so-called king to retire?" Two, three, four, and then we will have LeBron James Jr. Talk about the youngsters in what sense? LeBron James Jr. I think LeBron James. Or youngsters and like the youngsters in the NBA. The youngsters have done a good job of not bitching too much, actually. Like Porzingis, I don't see him bitching much of the refs. Yeah, but, but he probably bitches bitch in live TV. Yeah, well, you bitch when you get the once you get like the NBA credibility, then you yeah, become a bitch. That's what's nice about being a foreign player. Hmm. You can just be like bitch in a different language. No, you can't. If a, if you start if I start bitching a ref in Arabic, they would immediately attack me up. Team me up. Sure. I mean, but like I don't understand. Like I I do it. I played basketball and I did it a lot. I would complain quite a bit. Like they never change the call later. Yeah, I don't know. You complain just as much as LeBron would have complained. So did I. So I. No, I know. No, I just I wonder why we do it. Because. Refs make fucking stupid calls sometimes, and it sucks because, and I don't blame them because I know it's hard. But at the moment, you you know when you foul someone or not. Actually, that's not true. Sometimes you foul someone, and still think you didn't foul them. Yeah. But you, I feel like as a player, like you know how hard you like purposely try to foul someone, or like oh, I literally barely bumped into him that exactly. didn't affect the shot. And when a ref doesn't know that, and I don't blame them because it's hard to know that. Mm-hmm. But you just it just ticks you off. Um, and Queen Kira, LeBron will not retire in the next two or three years. Um, I don't think so either, but um, it depends really. Like Kobe was playing really, really good until he tore his Achilles. Like I hope, pray nothing happens to LeBron. He's not, not just a pleasure to watch. He's great for our business. He's, uh, he's a fantastic basketball player. So I don't want to ever see him get hurt. But I feel like one of the things with the, the, someone LeBron James's age is he can maintain this level of basketball until he gets hurt. When he gets hurt, he won't be able to take care of his body for 
as long as it's not a if it's a, as, unless it's a uh, minor injury. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about major injuries. Like Achilles, torn ACL, ACL, um, torn rotator cuff, labrum, so like yeah, torn hamstring, torn calf, like uh, the Jones because foot he, problem. Because he works on his body like literally 24 hours a day. Here's what I, here's what I am waiting to like. If he finds a way to, like he would be the most interesting player in the history of the NBA if he found a way to be healthy for another six, seven years without any major injuries. Like, and play till 40 with no major right. injuries. And to be honest, Kobe Bryant was almost there. I know. And Hakeem, uh, Hakeem, sorry. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was there for a while, too. Yes, but LeBron, I think, is more... It's more dominant. And, like, he, Kareem was a post-up. Like, yeah. LeBron puts his body more at risk, probably, than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. Well... Not equipment wise, like now they probably have better ankle braces. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Shoes. Like the way he goes to the whole, the way he plays is more physically demanding, yeah. probably than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar posting up and doing hook shots. So that's Sky how I hook, baby. Yeah. Um, but I think LeBron. He said he wants to play with his son one day. Bearing major injury, I bet if his son's good enough to be in the NBA, LeBron will play like his forty-year-old season and then retire. Yeah, I, I don't son, see. I don't see why not. Or if he continues to be dominant. I mean, like, I wonder, like, he's gonna play. How good his son will be? Like, yeah. is his son even good enough to make the league? Like they say, he's going to be, but it, do we really know? Is he gonna have that drive, that fire to actually make the league? We'll see. When his son, I mean, when his dad probably has a hundred million dollars in the bank for him. Yeah, for him. I mean, his dad is gonna be worth a billion dollars. And Queen Kira, he's not the so-called king. He's the king. Um, he, is, said, he is the king. I mean, that's his nickname. And, that's, and he's by far, I mean, this season, I think should show everyone, like, right now he is by far the best player in the NBA. Still. He's still number one, yeah. Like, by far. Yeah, KD's not close. Honestly, I thought the gap would close a little bit this year. But I <laughs> Five, feel like three years ago, I it was like, like Anthony Davis. Then it was like, Kevin Durant's going to take him over. I feel like it's widened. <laughs> right? Um, so, maybe that's because Durant went to Golden State, but... No, I think that's maybe because, well, part of what you said but i think kevin durant going to golden state i'm not i'm not, not knocking by, him not knocking kevin durant by any means nor his work ethic but after winning a championship this offseason he might have put in a little less work than he does most off seasons and with lebron james losing the championship probably putting a little more work than he usually puts in the offseason yeah and like he he I didn't even think about saying it that way, but you're right. He has widened the gap recently. Yeah. Which is mind blowing. Right. Like last year it was very a lot closer, like Durant's pretty or Westbrook or James Harden. Like this year, it's like, oh, LeBron James is by far the best player in the And I think LeBron James is the MVP so far through. Oh yeah. I I think it's him and James Harden the only options, and I think LeBron Convincingly, yeah. Anthony Davis is making a pretty good case for himself as the third or fourth. Up. Not even close. Demarcus Cousins way closer. I think Anthony Davis. Do you want to compare their stats? It really doesn't matter. I think, I think Anthony Davis is now third in the league in scoring or fourth in the league in scoring. I think Demarcus Cousins has a way, way, way better and, chance. And Anthony Davis plays. I mean, first team all defense, d- defensively and. Offensively, first team probably on offense. So, just playing both sides of the floor. Demarcus Cousins plays the same amount of minutes. Mm-hmm. They both average twenty six points. Demarcus Cousins averaged one more rebound and this exact same amount of blocks, both of them. So, they're pretty close. But Demarcus Cousins has played more games because he doesn't get hurt. 
and Demarcus Cousins, um, or Anthony Davis, better field goal percentage. Demarcus Cousins, better three point percentage. Um, well, and more steals. It, They're it, pretty damn close, but it, I don't think either. Actually, neither one of them would win. No, be, neither one of them going to win. And actually, neither one of them are third or fourth. They're. They, they're still not a high enough seed yeah. to be there. But they've done it. It's showing a remarkable job right now that this team is actually working. They're in, as of today, there'd be the playoffs in the West. They're above 500, and they're actually meshing. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty crazy. Um, I'm happy, though. Me too. Um, Devin said, probably an eternity, not that long, no. for when LeBron's going <laughs> to retire. Probably an eternity. Um, Rex said there's a difference between complaining and just shedding light on a situation from a point of view the ref may not have and just have him keep an eye on that for future calls or games. But I always had a great relationship with the refs. Ha <laughs> ha. I mean, that's what... Um, we should have our resident ref on someday. Dan Wynn? Dan Wynn. We should. I mean, that's a good point. When I, I've only had good relationships with maybe like one or two refs in high school and those ones would know how to just like Stand next to me and be like, what, what, it, like, what do you feel like I missed? And when, but I feel like that's all every ref would do that if the player calmed down. Like, I didn't have a good relationship with refs. Sounds like Rex did, but there is a difference between like freaking out at a ref and being like, hey, listen, I feel like my hands are up. And if I'm not sliding and my hands are up, you can't call it on me. Can you just look at, or like, hey, I feel like he's hooking on every drive and I'm getting the calls or he's sticking his knee out. Like, you can communicate with refs, but I think most people's initial freakouts, like, oh, my God, that call fucking sucks, yeah. makes refs, like, more distant from you and be like, stop talking to me. That's a good point. Um, William said, Queen. <laughs> he said, Queen LeBron, years left will be based on what young talent he preys on next year. <laughs> He's not preying on any young talent this year, actually. He's no. fucking phenomenal. He's actually preying on extremely old talent. Right. Isaiah Thomas coming off a hip injury. Kevin Love, who's That's 30. his fault. I'm not going to blame anyone. LeBron James. As he Could James. have had Andrew Wiggins. But Andrew Wiggins is not even good. I, I, Andrew Wiggins has been LeBron, the most overrated. LeBron James is the most overrated general manager. I, I beg to differ. If Isaiah Thomas comes back and they have Isaiah Thomas and Kevin Love both averaging 20 points per game and Kevin Love's averaging 20 and 10, Andrew Wiggins on a young team, right, does averages... He's not even good. Average is 18, 4, and, and 2. Kevin Love is still averaging 20 and 10. Yeah, I know. I just don't like I think LeBron's a bad GM. I, I disagree. I think, he, right. I think he picks the right people that fit with him. Possibly. I mean, you can't win three championships being a bad GM, so I'll put it that way. He's not the GM. <laughs> kind of. Queen LeBron. That made me laugh. Uh, Christopher Hardy said, LOL, Wisconsin over Alabama. LOL, 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 LOL. So... This is my George thinks Wisconsin should be the fourth spot. You said earlier. Say again. You said uh, Wisconsin should be the fourth spot, right? Right now, yeah, they should, because they haven't lost a game and they're going to lose this week, so it's kind of a mute point. I am actually um, on Chris Hardy's side here, Christopher. I think that it should be Alabama at the fourth spot right now. Mm -hmm. My what I put my rankings at uh, this today on my show, I had. Clemson at one, I think Oklahoma should still be at two, mm -hmm. Auburn at three, and Bama at four. Yeah. If Auburn's as good as everyone's making them out to be and then they beat Alabama and they're this good, then Bama has the best loss in the nation. And I That's understand true. that the Big Ten is a great conference, but like you said, they've only played two tough games and they're both at home. Now, 
here's my theory. If the season ends where Clemson wins their conference championship, Oklahoma wins their conference championship, Auburn wins their their conference championship, and then Wisconsin wins theirs, if they have that win on a neutral field against Ohio State, I could see that pushing them over Alabama on the final rankings. But as of today, who's still the better football team and who who still has a better resume? In my eyes, it's Alabama. Fair enough. I mean, but I... I guess my way of looking at it is I'm trying to look at it, what the committee's going to do. They're not going to leave out the Big Ten champion if the Big Ten champion is undefeated. Yes, but yeah. I think I, I agree with that. That's yeah. why I think they'll, they'll move Is Alabama a better team in Wisconsin? Yeah. That's why I think they deserve to be a four today. Because I think after the conference championship weekend, if, if Wisconsin beats Ohio State. That would have been so smart of the committee to do that just to make people Make things exciting, yeah. right? God, that's, that should be on the, the thing. Um, but I don't think the committee sits there and goes like, all right, what can we do to fuck with people today? Yeah, I think they're like, let's pick the four teams. Yeah. Um, Devin said, I thought Queens had long hair. LeBron's barely got a hairline. I'm confused because William called him Queen. That's a good one. I like that. Queen said Lakers maybe. I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, Devin said, what up, Pops? My dad done made the show. Oh, was, was your dad on the show? Because your dad was on the show? What up, Pops? Who's your dad? Did I miss it? Did, I, did he comment or is, did I? Did he not? Was he just watching? But I'm glad you're awesome. show. What up, Devin's a great guy. Devin's the the best man. I love Devin. Brandon said he got it back. Dot dot dot. Am I missing something? I feel like everyone's. A, oh, the hairline. The hairline. He got it back. He did get the hairline back a little bit. Um, what I've noticed is he. I think he filled the little gap that was leaving here. His hair's still all kind of like. It's getting a little lesser, less thick, but you do notice his hairline is straight again. It, yeah. Remember at one point he was like in the, uh, so I mean when you're a multi, 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 multi millionaire, yeah, you, you can get some hair plugs. Yeah. And I don't, I don't shame anybody. When people fix their teeth, I'm not like, oh, loser fixed his teeth. I'm like, no, good for you. You look better. So I have a ref friend uh, getting messages right now. There's messages for everyone here. He says he is g- going to his game, and then someone asked him. Do refs call it their game? And he said yes. Is so it Dan? Yes, yeah, Dan Wayne. Um, do you guys? What are you guys' opinion? Should refs say this? I'm going to my game. Yeah, it's their game. They're officiating it. You're officiating a wedding. It's your I'm wedding. officiating their wedding. I'm not officiating my wedding. But you are doing the officiating. I am so doing like the he is doing at a wedding. He is doing the ref at the game, so it's his I'm, game. He's refing a game. He's, yep. refing, he's refing okay. This you that go, team's game, and that's what his what J O B right. That's his job. Yes. When you go to your job, where do you say you're going? To, to my, my job. job. There you go. My game. His game. His job is to ref that game, so it's my game. And and, um, and Thomas Bright on this says telling everyone that we're talking about that conversation. I think it's an interesting conversation. I don't say. I mean, I think I'm missing some comments. And, but. and Dan Wynn says, "It's no, not not on 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 the phone over here." But Dan Wynn and the ref also says it's because they run this shit. So <laughs> they do run the shit. LeBron <laughs> so, got tossed last night. That ref runs that shit. So right? was that LeBron's game or that ref's game? Both. Okay, fair. I, I'm not gonna argue it. Um, Queen Kier said, but I think LeBron will want to play with the youngsters in New York. Hashtag King in New York. I agree. Devin said LeBron won't go to New York. LeBron had mentioned something about retirement age being 65. <laughs> Imagine. 
if LeBron was around for another 10 years, I'll honestly be like, he'll be the greatest player of all time. No argument. I don't care what anybody fucking says about Jordan. If LeBron plays a 30 year career and this good, how about if he goes three in 27 in the final? I'd still say he's the best player to ever play basketball. That'd be just funny though. Remember, there's a bunch, there's a difference between the most accomplished, the most, um, What's the word for like, that's accomplished. The most accomplished, the best winning player of all time, mm-hmm. the, the best g- basketball player. The greatest. The greatest. If, if, I, this is okay. not getting this right. I'm not getting this. No, I, I read something about this today. Oh, if greatest equals most accomplished, then it's not Michael Jordan or LeBron James, right? If greatest right, is a mix of accomplishment and best player, yeah. then... It, if you if somebody like me, I have all the rights to say he's the greatest player of all time. If I think he's a better basketball player, a little less accomplished, and then Jordan's a little more accomplished and a little less basketball player, then that's why the, those two are in the conversation. I'm just this is in regards to people that don't even consider it. I know you consider it. You're like, okay, LeBron's in the mix. Yeah. Like he needs to, if he wins a couple more. But for people that don't consider him in the goat conversation, mm-hmm. that's kind of my like reasoning. It's like if you think accomplishments are heavier than okay you pick jordan if you yes. think better basketball I being a better they, basketball I player i think they both played about equal basketball and the only thing no it's not even close if uh, you look at oh god i'm not even gonna like i'm not arguing this i, well, I mean t- look at the statistics it, look, look, at the end of the day this is like the uh, abortion thing like i'm not going to change your mind you're not going to change my that's mind that's way different there's no statistics on abortion being like a good or bad thing for I humanity know, i know i just i'm not getting into the jordan lebron i'm just argument. saying other than points per game lebron's outdone him on every single category in the history of the nba so that to me that's a better basketball player that's all i have to say you can rebut, but I'm not going to respond anymore. But that's he better than him in every single category okay, except for points. So then, then every single uh, baseball, the Barry Bonds is better than Babe Ruth, and this guy's better. Than, like, probably it's different is, yeah. eras. It's different eras. Babe Ruth's probably not that good now. If he played today, I don't know that, but it's just different eras. So that's why I don't want to argue about only statistics. That's data for you. I mean, rebounds. Or rebounds are pretty much the same in every era. You gotta go grab the ball. No, if there's, if there's way more shots in this era, there's more opportunities for more reap. Like I, it's just I don't want to get into argument. Also, harder to do everything now in the NBA than it was back then. But that's besides the point. Queen Curious said hashtag embarrassing knickers, knickers. Sorry, that sounded way off. But like knickerbockers, can't get anybody in a free agency. That's a tough hashtag to say. Oh, she said, she corrected it. Hashtag embarrassing knickerbockers. Uh, yeah, this is this. That's a tough one to say. Yeah, don't make me say that one again. The Knickerbockers. Yeah. There you go. Are uh, embarrassing. They're embarrassing. Nick- the man. If I was, if I could just go play Madison Square Garden, it's like that'd be my dream. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, Rex said, Demarcus, I believe, is third or fourth in scoring, not AD. I think they're the exact same now. I think Demarcus struggled for a couple games. Yeah, that's where this, his scoring went down. Um, Queen Kier said, some refs have hashtag white fear white. <laughs> fragile team. What? She said, I don't know. She said leaderboards, James Harden, Giannis. So it's James Harden at 31, Giannis at 29, LeBron at 28 and a half, Christoph at 27, and then Curry at 26. There's pretty a big, pretty big drop off there mm-hmm. to 26. I feel like usually then there's a lot more people in the 27, 28. But can be LeBron's still third in scoring. James Harden's killing it too. Um, she had a hashtag LeBron GM role. And she said, demasculization of black man isn't funny. Just watch a disturbing slave video about seasoning plantations and breeding plantations in the West Indies in the Americas. 
King James, bitch. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what those have to do with each other. I have no idea. Don't confuse me on the show. I'm not that smart. Devin said, love y'all too. Just wish y'all were in Dallas to be cool. It would be cool to go talk sports down in the city of Dallas. One day we'll, one make, day. we'll, we'll be making that Hopefully one day when we're, we get a little bit bigger, we start doing remotes and stuff. That'd be fun. Yeah, I agree. Queen said officiating equals in charge. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So he's in charge of. He's in game. charge of the game. Yeah, of the game. But that means it's his game because he's in charge. Like if you're in charge of a company, that's your company. Not necessarily. I've, it, the ma- a manager true. at Microsoft's not his company. He's just a manager at. But he's going to his job, which is when you'd say my job. So my. But not my company. That's different. He's not saying it's his league. He's saying, saying it's, it's his, his game. game. It's it his, is. This is my game. It is his game. Think about that. Actually, what you just said proved it. That's true. That's today. That's his job. That doesn't mean he owns the league. He means I, he owns that game. I want everyone else to make the decision for me. I haven't decided if it's his game or the game. And she said... Actually, um, I think it's his game. I agree. It is his game. It uh, is his game. LeBron has a caveman diet, all meat. There's no way he plays until 65. Is yeah, that really? was a joke. He doesn't have an all meat diet, but he eats a lot of meats. Those vegan players, you never know one day now. Um, Williams said Jordan got defensive player of the year. That's true. That's true. But LeBron can defend all positions a little better than him. Actually, LeBron would have got a defensive player of the year if they didn't revert to giving it only to big men for about like 10 I, I years. don't want to talk about No, but like, you know that's true. You've agreed like, on no, that. No, no, no. I don't want to talk about that part of – that's the thing that pisses me off the most in the NBA. Like, the defensive player different, of the year. Yeah. It's like there – is a post defender. There's a wing defender. They do different things and they have different responsibilities. There should be two awards. Yeah, like Marcus Saul. If LeBron's guarding three or four positions in the season and doing a great job, mm-hmm. Marcus Saul just guarding big men should not be the one to win the award or not the only guy. There should be then, like you said, yeah. there should be variations. Yeah, and no, it just pisses me off. Um, and I'm sure when Gary Payton or when Michael Jordan or any of those guys won defensive player of the years, I'm sure there was a big guy that was guarding big men better than Jordan was guarding guards or just as good as Jordan was guarding guards. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's not cool. Um, well, we did, got, you, did you get the breaking news on Bleacher Report? What? ASU is expected to officially hire Herm, Herm Edwards at head coach. And he simply does one thing and one – Thing only. You know what that is, Sammy? Huh. You know why he plays? To win? He plays to win the game. Herm Edwards is back. Just quick thoughts here on this. Okay, this school is known as one of the biggest party schools. Herm Edwards is a very big disciplinary um, proponent. He also is the one who says nothing good happens after midnight, and he's very, very, like, tight. We wound it. I, I don't think, think this, he's is, getting, this is a horrible hire. I don't think this is going to work at ASU. Clay Travis just at, tweeted, guess it could be worse. This is Arizona State's top choice. Amazing. Like, <laughs> this is a – I think Herm Edwards is about 65 years old. Yeah, let me, something like that. Let me, let me look how old he is. Uh, he is 63 years old. When's the last time he's coached? Past team's coach. He hasn't coached since 2005. It's been – For the Chiefs, right? No, for the New York Jets. Oh, wow. It's been 13 years, it looks like. I think this is correct. I, I, I'm trying to make sure. Or wait, no. Since 2009. So maybe it was the Chiefs. Uh, this, oh, my, sorry. He, he coached one year in 2008 for the Chiefs. Yep. So he took a couple-year hiatus there. and then. So it's been almost 10 years since he's coached. He's 63 years old. He's only coached college football as a defensive backs coach for two years at San Jose State University. This is not going to work. 
it's not going to work. He hates partying people. He hates like the nightlife stuff. And he's been an analyst for so long. I think this is his trying to get moment of glory. See like if fuck it, if I can make it work, well, I'm going to be sick. Contact him. Why would he not want to go do it? I mean, like I don't blame him. Thomas Bright said, wow. In the comments. About Herm Edwards, right? Yeah, it just yeah. came up right now. Like, so I'm wow. assuming like, I, you know what? I'm glad. Well, this is good for the Pac-12 for other teams. In my opinion, I just don't think I don't think he's a bad coach. He's probably a good enough X's and O coach, but I don't think he's a type that's gonna be able to recruit down to Arizona State. Yeah, I think that's a wow hire as well, with as what Thomas said, in the in the negative sense. Like, wow, how the hell are you gonna hire Herm Edwards for the Arizona State job. Yeah. Herm Edwards is 63 years if, old, if hasn't was, coached you know, in 10 years. If it was BYU. Maybe not even, no. He, is Herm Edwards really going to want, after being an analyst for 10 years and not coaching, do you really think he's never, ever, 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 he was the defensive backs coach for two years, a year and a half. At San Jose State. Yeah. Do you think he's really going to want to be a Pac-12 recruiter? No. And I know you say, the coach doesn't do the head recruiting. Okay, he doesn't do the recruiting for like the two-star backup quarterbacks, yeah, he's but not, this, he's going to have to recruit at Arizona State. Yeah, and he's going to tell them, you come to Arizona State, we run a tight-knit organization. You are in bed by midnight. Yeah. Kids are going to be like... <sighs> yeah, like at Kansas City, that works when you're yeah. coaching NFL players. Like, you want to be the greatest of all time and make money? Okay, but when you're going to bring a kid to Arizona State, a fucking kicker at Arizona State is going to be like, no, I'm going out and drinking beer. Yeah, no, this is not going to work at... Arizona State. Horrible hire. Um, I saw something else funny yesterday. When North North Korea, there was a. <laughs> did you see that yesterday? I don't know who said uh, North Korea is making a major announcement soon, <laughs> and then someone responded back, "Congratulations, Tennessee, on your next head coach, Kim Jong Un." <laughs> um, actually, I talked about Tennessee. They've they've uh, shifted now their focus to NC State's Dave Dorian. Yeah, as their next head coach. And I think this is becoming a point of um, last resorts, right? So mm-hmm. I took a picture of this graphic on the TV this morning. Um, Tennessee coaches who have turned down the job. All right. Okay. Can I name some? No, I'm just going to name okay. them. This is, my, this is my segment right here. So we went from, they started with a Monday Night Football analyst and John Gruden. Yeah. Okay. A guy that hasn't coached in how many years? About the same amount of times. Maybe more than who remembers, yeah. right? Been just talking Monday Night Football. He went ahead and said, you know what, no thanks. And then, you know, after this whole Greg Schiano nonsense, right, I think they shot Even themselves in the foot. Or the Greg Schiano nonsense. I'm, I'm sure they contacted other people. They did, but this is their list. Greg Schiano got the job, right? I assume they vetted him enough, and they said, this is the right hire. And because of social media outrage, they said no. Now, what does that do to these next round of people that they offer the job to? Maybe like, eh. yeah, this, this, these guys are a little, little bit of nuts. They hired a guy and... And, you know, then fired him. So Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State head coach, would be a good hire, right? There's a mullet. Cool. Like I said yesterday, he's just trying to uh, up, his, up, his, up, his up, his pay. up his pay at Oklahoma. But think about this. They went from a Monday Night Football analyst to a guy with a mullet in Mike Gundy to a player who's still playing in the NFL in Jason Witten, yep, who denied the job. the job also, who still plays, never coached a day in his life, not a lick of football coach in his life. Denied the offer. Then they went over to a 62-year-old in David Cutcliffe from Duke, who was like, no thanks, even though Duke's not even that great of a football mm-hmm. program. And then to a guy named Jim Bob Cooter, the off Lions offensive head coordinator, who also said, you know what? Not no for thing. me. And my favorite part is uh, they also said, uh, sorry, Thomas Bray, that they wanted to, they're interested in Mike Leach, but they're worried about his past and how he sued Texas Tech. 
Did he sue Texas Tech? Yeah. For what? For how they fired him. How'd they fire him? They said that he like locked some kid in a closet <laughs> for like hours. And I wouldn't put that by him. <laughs> and and he, you've heard a Mike Leach interview, I wouldn't put that by him. Yeah, and then they got fired for mistreating his players. But so he sued Texas Tech. But I don't necessarily believe like wait a second. Like I, I'm not saying Greg Schiano did or did not know anything about the Penn State allegations, right? And that's part of of the fa- the outrage of the fans was like, oh my god, he did this, this, this. You're really worried about Mike Leach and suing Texas Tech? Like, I don't know. Tennessee's job is just a cluster mess. Yeah. Um, did Jeff Brom say no to produce head coach? They didn't even offer him. God damn. They're they're on their last resorts. Okay, a couple things. Before we before we sign off, All right. um, the Herman Rodriguez does a nice little end to the show here because that I feel bad that that's not a good hire. Yeah. Um, so NFL, couple of things, right? Yeah. Um, the Giants owner came out, Giants co-owner John Mara. Of a closet. Um, and he <laughs> said he voiced regrets on handling on the handling of um, the Eli Manning benching. So I think he's slightly disagreeing with the coaching staff on this. Which, that's good. That's good. Um, we also have um, Jay Cutler back as the Miami Dolphins starter. He's out of concussion yeah. protocol. Yep, and so is Jameis. Yeah, Jameis is back. Um, Titans, George, uh, Richard Matthew to wear cleats in support of Colin Kaepernick. Your rights, your camp. Your right, know your rights camp and with Colin Ka- Kaepernick's name all over his shoes. Can I say something about that? Yeah. Like the whole doing stuff on your cleats and stuff, like – it's so far away, and on the football field, you don't really, like, get close to the shoes anyway. Like, I feel like it's very ineffective. It's extremely effective. You know why? Why? Because all these players put them on their Instagrams. That's a good point. And the reason it's a story, like, that I just told you right now on air, Cause it's is because you put it on his Instagram and got 100,000 likes on his Instagram saying, these are the cleats I'm going to wear. Okay, you're right. You, sure. George's soul. <laughs> He's like, wow, that was correct. I'm going to put my shoes um, on Instagram right now. Brown's Hugh Jackson says nothing good is to come from Josh Gordon's profile on the past issues. So all week, Hugh Jackson's been in support of, you know, we're going to unleash Josh Gordon, this and this. And now he said, obviously, there's nothing to good, nothing but nothing that, obviously, there's nothing good that comes from those things. He said, hopefully that that's all we'll hear from that. I'm sure there'll be lessons learned from, from all that. As I said this a long time ago, there's cleansing people, go through decisions. But like I said, I don't think there's anything great about that. That's a tough article. So now he's kind of criticizing Josh Gordon's outcoming of the article stuff. And I, I feel like this is not what you should do, be doing. You should be supporting this guy. You just said you're going to unleash him, and now you don't like that he came out this article. But if this is a way for him to feel at ease with his mm-hmm. honestly ridiculously horrible past, honestly, as a coach right now, especially a coach that fucking is on the hot seat, your star, your only star player, you're, you're back. dead man walking, Hugh. Yeah. So just support him and be like, I'm glad that he's able to speak yeah is that how you feel too i mean yeah i mean like what does he want they interviewed him he gave answers <laughs> right I yeah mean, people have been asking like what was wrong with you right yeah but i mean dude, the dude was getting like drunk before games this guy was nuts i agree he is a little crazy um nick's uh Cantor said he's sorry for encouraging fighting in the nba no, he apologized. Guess what? He's not sorry. He's not sorry. Um, after David Fizdale got fired by the Grizzlies, uh, 
the GM defends the firing, said Gasol's not a coach killer. And I wanted to, you know, go on and look at Grizzlies expect Conley to be back in two or three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. They've lost Conley this year. Chandler Parsons hasn't been playing. They lost Randolph, Tony Allen, Vince Carter, and multiple pieces throughout the summer. This is definitely Marcus Gasol's fault. After he got benched in the fourth quarter, the next day, complaining about the coach, he got fired. Yeah. That's data for you. That's data. Curry and KD defend Lonzo. They said, I heard about man, I wish I wasn't talks about like this my rookie year when I had struggles. And you go back and you look at some of these uh, statistics. Kevin Durant had the worst shooting percentage in the NBA for his first like month as a rookie. Uh, Curry averaged 11 points, four rebounds. No, 11 points, two rebounds, four assists. I just saw some graphic about it. Lonzo's averaging nearly a triple-double. He, he's doing fine. There's four players in the NBA who are averaging seven. My thing just went off. Seven points, seven rebounds, and seven assists a game. Only four players who average seven points, seven rebounds, and seven assists a game. Can you name them? Seven points, seven assists, and seven rebounds. Something like that. In the history? No, this year. LeBron James. Yes. Giannis? No. Not even, yeah. Um, so it'd be LeBron James, James Harden. No. Lonzo Ball. Yes. Who else would it be? Russell Westbrook. Okay. And Ben Simmons. Okay, that's fair. So he's playing fine. Yeah, he's playing fine. He just can't okay. shoot right now, and which is fine. The, th- the thing is, with Lonzo, I said this on my show today, um, the way you got to look at it in general is – you can't really teach that court vision he has. You can't teach a person to be six foot six and dribble the ball like he does. You can't teach like his physical, like what people really like about him, right? Yeah. What's the one thing you can teach someone to do in the NBA and get better at? Shoot. Yeah. And to help your form. So, Kawhi Leonard couldn't shoot a lick when he came in the NBA. Exactly. Neither could LeBron James. So, I think. Lonzo's going to be just fine. I'd rather have him be not able to shoot than not able to dribble or not have that court vision because that's what they want him to do. I agree. Yeah. Well put. Last but not least. Actually, I'm going to save this for tomorrow. Oh. Not last but not least. That's called the tease last in the industry, but not folks. Least. Uh, William said Cowboys, Katie, Louisville basketball, and go Hawks, LOL, because the Hawks play the. The Cavaliers tomorrow. And uh, Devin said LeBron James. I like that. Remember, I like when you guys just put the, your, your guys on the on the comments to end the show. Absolutely. Um, Devin said Lonzo will be fine. Anybody with a triple-double at an early age in the NBA is a fine basketball player. Absolutely. I agree. Um, that's all for today. Maybe if we have time tomorrow, we'll do our three-quarters of the NFL season awards. That was kind of just a filler if we didn't have anything else to finish. So we'll get to that tomorrow probably if we need a filler tomorrow. And, George, you can sign us off. All right. Thank you, Sammy. We've been coming at you live and direct from the Sun Live Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today, whether it be on Facebook.com slash Sun Live, our personal periscopes. I'm G. Gerjour. He's Gerjour Sammy. Or on YouTube.com slash Sun Live Sports. George, can I, uh, can I uh, ask you something? Absolutely. Do you like eating healthy? Always. Do you like staying fit? Absolutely. All right, so if you're one of those people and you're busy and you don't have a lot of time to eat and cooking isn't for you, but you want to eat healthy and stay fit, you can go to Freshly.com, always fresh, never frozen food, a fridge full of fresh meals for the week. They do all the meal prep, no chopping, no shopping, and no cleanup. 
It's all done by them. It's really simple. You go to Freshly.com, that's F-R-E-S-H-L-Y.com, and enter our exclusive promo code SANT, S-O-N-T, at checkout. You get 40 bucks off your first two orders, free shipping on every single order. That's six meals cooked by Freshly Chefs for just 39 bucks. What is that per meal, George? That is about $6.40 a meal. That's cheaper than a McDonald's meal this year. This is this is Freshly's best offer ever. It's only valid for a limited time. So go to Freshly.com and use that promo code at checkout. This was episode 296. And after this episode, if you missed our show, if you want to go re-listen, you can watch it here. Or you can go to iTunes and SoundCloud and check us out there as well. Just type in Salt Live. I hope you enjoyed episode 296. Come back tomorrow. We have, once again, Georgia's Jungle of Sports at 11 a.m. Pacific time. We have my show at 1 p.m. Pacific time. And then we have our headline show, that being said, of Jordan Sammy Jarjor right now, which is at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 5 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Eastern, every single day, Monday through Friday. Stay cool, America. Peace. Dominator. Intimidator. The monsters of King's Dominion. But now, new monsters are taking over. Gravedigger, Megalodon, Max D, and more. Monster Jam Thunder Alley roars into King's Dominion. Climb inside and go hands-on or off-road with Monster Jam trucks. It's a limited-time experience, free with park admission, July 20th through September 2nd, only at King's Dominion. It's amazing in here. Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees.